Hey everyone, it's Greg with Nanobot Rock. Thanks for joining us this week, and thanks for all of your support for local and independent music. This week, we discuss Mother Night, Sam Rockwell, Jaded Hearts Club Band, and music that makes you feel. We dive into the tracks The Los Sundowns Al Final de la Tarde, Ain't Going Out Like That from Andrew Waite, Benjamin Walker and Vanessa Zamora's Caro Verte Hoy, and Secret by Electro Blues Society and Boo Boo Davis. This is Nanobot Rock Mixtape. Did you ever read Mother Night or see the movie? No. It was a Kurt Vonnegut novel. Oh, so uplifting. Yeah. And uh, it was about a American who was in Germany. And the, the premise is, is that he was a he was a spy for America, but he was posing as basically their version of Glenn Beck, where he would go on the radio and, you know, basically push push the right propaganda. But apparently it was like with every like pause or clearing of his throat, or if he would like emphasize a certain word, there was some sort of like master key that that would uh, alert the um, the English forces to what troop movements and supply chains and things like that. And then later on in the movie, it's did that really happen? Was he really a spy or was he actually just a, a Nazi war criminal for spouting Nazi, Nazi propaganda across the across the radio waves. Well, you know me. I mean, the dystopian kind of concept is something that I'm, I love. I'm huge into. And, you know, Bradbury, Orwell, Vonnegut, all of it. I, I Hey, that rhymed. Um, but as of late, I think that a lot of people are saying, you know, there's two types of people in the world, those who quote Orwell and those who have actually read Orwell. But <laughs> I, I can't help but get past this idea of a Vonnegut Glenn Beck. And it makes me, re- it makes me think of that, that question that people like, if you could sit down with anybody dead or alive and you could have lunch with them, my mind immediately goes to like, I want to get Vonnegut and Orwell and I want to make them watch like an episode of Glenn Beck or listen to Rush Limbaugh for an hour and just watch their reaction. Like I <laughs> just be send like, me back to my grave. <laughs> like it'd be Wow. Let's see what happens there. That would be that would be fun. Um so a Vonnegut Glenn Beck dystopian yeah. grunting. Played by the movie. great Nick Nolte. Vonnegut or Glenn Beck? The American Nazi radio personality. And he has spoken. So that's that's what it was. He would grunt and then he'd say, I have spoken. And then that was it, right? Pretty much. But yeah, it was there's lots of great it it basically turns into the whole like psychological thriller at the end of like was he really an agent or not was it all in his head so it was it was fun so yeah nick Wasn't nolte played the, the played the main character john goodman was in it so it's mandalorians in east berlin is what you're talking about i have spoken oh i'm like what <laughs> How did we the get mandalorian there? The didn't like did the whole second season just not happen it was all a dream there was no baby yoda <laughs> grogu wasn't there a movie Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, wasn't that kind of that he's a spy, he's yes. not a spy? Yes. Chuck that was, Barris. Uh, that was, yes. But that was played by Clooney, right? No, Clooney directed it. Uh, oh. Sam Rockwell was uh, oh. Chuck Barris. Guy Fleedman. That's a great movie. I don't think we appreciate Sam Rockwell enough. Can we, I, can we just I appreciate moment? Sam Rockwell 
just fine, thank you. He was Guy Fleedman in Galaxy Quest, which is an absolute amazing, amazing, and will remain underrated movie. There, you cannot rate that movie enough. He was in Moon, which was a really cool mind trip. Yep. Yes, it was cool. I don't care what other people say. He was in Gentleman Bronco. He rode Battlestags. Who's saying bad things about Moon? I oh, I don't their know. House. Rotten Tomatoes. No. Maybe IMDb. I don't, any website you can log into and give a review on. There's he people was that in are Jojo Rabbit. Oh, he so was in Jojo Rabbit. A current. Did you you saw Jojo Rabbit, right? I did. That was a wonderful, that, wonderfully, wonderful movie. But then we could go down the Taika Waititi rabbit hole here as well, and that's that's dangerous. But no, Sam Rockwell, man. I mean, ah, he played uh, Bush in the movie Vice. Yeah. Uh, back into a conversation that was off air. He was in Iron Man two as Justin Hammer. He was. And there was a great thing where he did that was like it was some sort of. Uh, it was supposed to be some sort of aesthetic choice where he had a spray tan, but like one of his hands didn't have it. Like he was like, he had messed it up and that, like, it's just this little tiny detail, but I thought that was always a great piece. He was also in 13 moons, which is weird that that came out before moon. I don't know. I'm hmm. just, on, I'm on IMDb, you know, I'm, I'm back on my bad habit. Well, one of, one of my favorite things with Sam Rockwell is the, the image of him. He's got these flowing blonde locks. He's riding the battle stag in Gentleman Bronco. And I love that picture. And I use that picture on social media. And then I send that picture randomly. will text that picture to people as a response to things. Like, I, I think I have it saved on my phone of him in that position. And I just, I love the absurdity of it. And he feels like the kind of guy who you present him with a script and he's just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, did you even read it? Like, no, no, I'm in. Like, wait, this this is about the, uh, a cheesy sci-fi novel competition where the author's going to steal a 16-year-old story and he's going to make it his own? Yeah, I'm in. I don't care. Let's do it. And he played Guide Fleeman, and it's probably the fifth time I've said Guide Fleeman and uh, the... I don't even know if that's the right last name, but that's what I remember it as. In Galaxy Quest with uh, Alan Rickman, and they come up with... They devise this plan. Guy Fleegman. Fleegman. There you go. It's pretty quality. Man, the world needs more Sam Rockwell. You know, he was... Uh... To bring it back to our episode last week, kind of, the first uh, the first movie, not the sequel with Vanilla Ice. He was the head thug in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I somehow that somehow I knew that. Like I, I remember seeing it going, "That's Sam Rockwell." Hey, cool. <clears throat> but that seems like a very um, Los Angeles type resume. Flash back to 1991, and he's auditioning for things. So, can you tell us about your previous work? Yes, I was head thug in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're hired. I. Okay, I think we need to have a, a very real conversation here for a moment because somehow we went from Steve Gutenberg to Dean Cameron and now we're on Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Like we we keep coming back to these actors that are nanobot fantastic. movie podcast. You want that to happen? We'll see if that happens. We'll see. He was in Strictly Business in 1991. If we go with a with our plan to do movies from 30 years ago, we could do Strictly Business. Well, I'm making Maybe I'm a thinking rule. of Risky Business. There you go. That's risky business. Strictly We're, business. I'm going to make a rule here that if we can get 10 people listening to share this with 10 people, not each, just 10 collectively. So each person refers it to one other person who's never listened to the Nanobot mixtape. Clay will stop referencing IMDB within the mixtape. That's the rule. We're, we're going to do that. It's going to be a competition. Otherwise, he's going to have to keep going back to IMDB. He took away my superpower. <laughs> Don't worry. You still have Wikipedia. All right. Music. Well, you had said superpowers, so he I was, was not in say glory. super groups. 
Well, right. That was the Matthew Broderick movie. That was producers in the Civil War. Uh, no, not Zero Mostel running around the Civil War. <laughs> that was the Nathan Lang. Never mind. Superpowers, supergroups. I got a text from you this week, uh, which inevitably was, hey, I never check texted this you, out. so you knew it had to be serious. Well, you said, hey, check this out. And, well, you just pretty much sent me the link to the music. And my immediate response was, how much is it going to cost me to buy the whole discography before I even hit play on it? Uh, but the super group that you had sent me only had one album, which came out in 2020, and it's the album You've Always Been Here. And that super group is Sergeant Pepper's... J- Wait, no. Sergeant Jaded. No Sergeant. Lonely, fan club, mystery, science theater. I'm just, I'm processing that real quick. I just... Jaded Hearts Club. The Jaded Hearts Club. <laughs> Why don't you tell the class, Clay, who the Jaded Hearts Club band is for those who may be unfamiliar? Well, Greg, since you asked, the Jaded Hearts Club is a supergroup which does covers, and the two lead vocalists are Miles Kane of the Last Shadow Puppets and Nick Sester of a band you may have heard of called Jet. One of the and gr- I know you've well, heard no, of them. the greatest modern Australian rock band. Yeah, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feature one Matt Bellamy on bass Matt, for Matt some Bellamy. reason. Matt Bellamy. Matt Bellamy. He was in uh, Wham, right? Mm, no, you're th- you're thinking of... Oh, crap. Oh, I wanted to go so quick there, and it just didn't happen. I was like, you're thinking of Rick Springfield. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Another Australian. Ah. But like, like Matt Bellamy? <laughs> Matt Bellamy's not Australian. You're thinking of the front man of Throwing Muses. What? Who is that? Who are throwing muses? Why am I not? They were an alternative rock band. From Newport, Rhode Island. Only one good thing's come out of Rhode oh, Island. Oh, stop. Dear Tick. It was, it was Tanya Donnelly's first project. I don't even want to hear about it. Oh. Okay. So anyway, yes. Yes, Matt- hi. Huh? <laughs> hi. Hi. Yes. How's it going, Greg? Yes, right. Matt Bellamy of one of your favorite live acts... The one, the only Muse. Who else is in this? Guitarist Graham Coxon of Blur, Jamie Davis of Coxon's former label, Transcopic. And then the drummer is Sean Payne. From? From a band that we talked about in our... Throwback? Best of 2004 episode, The Zootons. Woohoo! So yeah, they uh, they all got together over their love of... Uh, I want to say like 60 soul. Basically it all started because uh, Jamie Davis wanted a, he wanted to perform covers of Beatles songs at one of his birthday parties. 
And since he he couldn't find a cover band, they decided to basically create their own band. And they actually performed. You made a joke, but they performed under the name Dr. Pepper's Jaded Hearts Club Band. Can we can we just for I, I got to set this straight for a minute. Um, yes, everything on Wikipedia that you read is true, but there are some exceptions to that rule. Rule, I suppose. Uh, bassist Matt Bellamy. Um, the only way that he's a bassist is because he plays bass in Jaded Hearts Club. He is not the bassist of Muse. Granted, he very well could play probably every instrument and make up a few of his own. He is not the bassist of Muse. That's Chris Wolstenholm. Is is I, yes. I don't want to diminish that. I I love the bassist. I'm not going to go into Muse. We know what happens to me when I go into Muse. So sorry. Keep going. No, you're. I I apologize for not giving the folks at home. Matt Bellamy, the correct credits on Muse. I just happened to mention that he was in the band. I didn't get into specifics. I mean, that's kind of like saying that uh, Dave Grohl, you know, did the drum, did the drums on No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. And yes, he was a drummer in one band that he was in, but everyone knows him as the front man of the Foo Fighters. Oh. Like, you kind of, you can connect your own dots. Like I, I assume people are intelligent enough to do that. It's a good assumption, especially this day and age. I the I found this this Jaded Hearts Club. I found the Jaded Hearts Club to be very very interesting um, and very fun because it is cover songs, and so they had their own little spin on it. And a lot of people post Blur look at Damon Albarn and go, "That's where Blur went." But check out Graham Coxon's if you haven't his solo stuff. That's really awesome. But he comes into this as well, and then they just kind of they do these covers and. They have a lot of fun with them, and they sound awesome. They're they're rock and roll stylings of these cover songs, with just enough flair. Like when Nick Sester comes in and starts singing, like you know that it's Nick singing. Especially big fans of of Jet will not hesitate to know who it is. You know who all these are. Bellamy lends his vocals in the the one album they've released. You always, you've always been here. It's fun. It is a lot of fun, and I'm I'm thankful that you shared it because that is a really cool album and uh, project and I would not mind if they were to do more. Interestingly enough, a lot of what I've kind of come across over the last couple of weeks has been listening to the songs that we're going to cover in our mixtape this week and then letting kind of the autoplay algorithm run itself out. That's how I found Crown Lands and that's how I found Jaded Hearts Club. I almost just said Jaded Hearts Club band. Um <laughs> was their cover of Reach Out and I'll Be There by The Four Tops. And it was just kind of one of those things where I'm like, I'm kind of just doing my thing, listening to music and working. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, wait, this is a, this is a pretty cool cover. That's, that sounds, that sounds a lot like Nick Sester. And then I just kind of like, it's kind of one of those things where you're just listening and you're kind of, all right, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going <laughs> to swivel over here and I'm going to start Googling things. And that's immediately where I went with this. And then I saw that they they had this this album, You'll Always Be Here. But yeah, I immediately just was like, all right, I'm going to stop listening to what I'm listening to. And let me just go dive into this album because like that whole 60s soul sound that they that they wanted to go after is... Or Miles Kane's cover of Money, That's What I Want. That was pretty slick. Yeah. But I just, I just love this idea of, you know, these... British and Australian acts who just have this love of 
60s American soul and just want to resurrect it through fun and playing with each other and all of these really talented musicians that just want to have a good time. And I, yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of this and, you know, listening to their version of I put a spell on you or, yeah. And then even at the, at the end, you know, Bellamy gets his own chance to, to front one of these songs when he covers fever. And it's just like, it's just so wonderful. And I know that normally we try to share some under the radar stuff and I feel like these are some big names, but somehow this whole project went under the radar for me. And I'm surprised that I, neither of us had ever heard about it. So it was, it's just, this is the reason that we do this, is there's so much good music that goes under the radar and it needs to be shared. And that's why we're doing this. This is why we're here today. Greg, take us away. Let's share some music. Let's talk about the first track of the mixtape. I am tempted to say the, the, Sundowns, but that would be incorrect. It's no, the, 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 is, a di- the, the is a different band, Greg. The Los Sundowns, Alpha Now, De La Tarde. self-titled album uh which will be out on vinyl and digital february 12th from leche house music and fat beats comes from the los sundowns a psychedelic soul brainchild of beto martinez the grammy winning guitarist producer uh, grupo fantasma i want to pause for a moment because you need to if you're if you dig this sound and you want to really explore some really really awesome sounds go listen to grupo fantasma that alone is a really, really fun experience. Uh, we have a review on nanobotrock.com of their last record. Really cool. But uh, Beto Martinez uh, worked with Brownout, Money Chicha. Uh, but Beto works with Daniel Villarreal, uh, drummer and DJ Dos Santos. And the song, translated to At the End of the Afternoon, it hangs its hat on the, the psych 60s beach sounds. From that fuzzy intro to the warm crooning waves sweeps over you and, and carries you either to a warm beach or a Tarantino film. Not quite sure which yet, but it it kind of fits the mold of both of those for me. Yeah, I immediately went Spaghetti Western when I listened to this. And a lot of it is just that kind of that twanging guitar riff that courses its way through this entire song. And I feel like this is something that I've said in previous episodes, but it's growing up in the era of Tarantino movies. Like you just listen to this and it and it feels cool to you. And I, I know that there's just that there's a certain only a certain cross section of America that's going to feel that kind of coolness. But still, this song has that kind of laid back grooveness to it. And it yeah, it, it's got that throwback 
with that kind of southwestern late latin vibe of the 60s but then they kind of bring it current with some you know like the song is just dripping with reverb but then when alex chavez just starts crooning in the middle of this song like you just you get transported back in time so i i feel like just era wise i just go all over the place with this song The eras, and I, I feel like we're going to use vintage almost to the point of wearing out the, the phrase in talking about this song, or people will think about it because there's so many vintage, vintage qualities. Vintage construction. No! There's so many qualities that, that are that hearkening to the 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 psych 60s, that sound. And, and it was a topic of conversation a couple days ago about kind of this sound as I was listening to it. And the conversation came up that it's so easy for us to to fixate on what was happening in the sixties in the U S and the UK, especially, you know, cause we're in the U S but that, that like surf rock sound and that like steely guitar type sound that, that came with that, um, you know, not, not huge effects pedals and things like that it wasn't heavy rock, but there was some amazing, amazing things happening with that sound in Latin America, in Central America, South America. There's some, uh, some, just really, really cool records that uh, have even come out recently where people uh, master or remaster some of those songs and really just illuminate the qualities that, that Latin America had during that time. And this song really feels like it bridges that in my mind because I had been listening to a lot of those records that have been remastered and a lot of those sounds. And this song just arcs that. And you had brought up Chavez's his voice and... He's the lead singer of Dos Santos, but he lends his talent to this flagship single and he surfs on the vintage qualities that Martinez and Villarreal craft so incredibly well. And his voice, it it soars, but I feel like the undercurrent that Martinez and Villarreal have established in producing this track, it sticks to a rather restrained path with peaks of guitar, but it, it doesn't blow up with the instruments. So you've got this separation of the voice and the instruments, which ultimately creates this mesmerizing balance that it never quite goes full throttle instrumentally, but vocally it croons out this really, really cool feeling experience. And, and it just, it, it mesmerized me and I, I'm eating this track up on repeat heavily and I, I cannot wait for the self-titled album. Like I, I'm going to snag this bad boy on vinyl because this is one I want to drop the needle on and just play it because there's so much here. And and again, I'm, I'm 
can't get enough of Grupo Fantasma, seriously check him out. But the production quality in that and, and some talents coming out of that with some other friends to help put this all together. I think that uh, Alfanal de la Tarde really embodies so much of that that I, I personally really, really enjoy. And I think that a lot of other people are going to really find something new and something really, really cool out of this. It's interesting that you bring up what South America was doing with kind of that 60s surf rock sound because Al Final de la Tarde was actually written in 1967 by the Chilean crooner Buddy Richard. And then it was later interpreted by uh, the Los Angeles Negros. And then that's what the Low Sundowns actually ended up adapting. But I mean, you go back and listen to that original track and it's got nothing, nothing like that sound that the Low Sundowns puts into it. So yeah, I, I love the choice that they made with this song. And I, like you said, I'm I'm just really excited to listen to what they have to put out uh, on February 12th via Leche House Records. So until then, enjoy a little bit more of Al Final de la Tarde by The Low Sundowns. I, we recently chatted about borrowing from past decades. I believe you said something about an AI experiment in sound, Clay. Yeah. Do you recall that conversation? I do recall that conversation. Why? Are you trying to, you trying to say something here, Greg? What's going on? What do you have All to say, I'm Greg? saying is, is our next track begins kind of Brian Adams, maybe nods to a rock sense of Chris Stapleton, bring back, brings back memories of the Gaslight Anthem, but maybe that's me. It is you. Okay, good. Whew, well, we got that out of the way. What song are we talking about? No, I... Um, so it was hard not to take the next track a little personally. This is a track that the, that was written about somebody working with someone on a project and somebody isn't pulling their own weight and wondering if they just want to quit. And, you know, it's just... there's There seems to be a little bit of a connection there, but we'll get hey, into that hey, a little bit. Hey, I carry my weight around here. You You just... You shut up. Tell the people what we're listening to. I said I was taking it personally, like I was the dead weight. That's not the what track you mean. we're I, talking I mean. about, speaking of weight, is Ain't Going Out Like That by Andrew Waite. Get up, shake it off. It's been way too long enough. I've been watching you getting soft. I've been feeling the pressure drop Say 
I know. I okay. I mentioned the Brian Adams, Chris Stapleton, Gaslight Anthem associations, but as we move through, ain't going out like that. I I lost complete track of anything but Andrew Waite. I want to set the record clear on that. There is. You want to such, set the record straight on Andrew Waite. Set the, set it straight on Andrew Waite, and then I'll leave through the gate without any hate, and be back by eight. Ha! I. I'm not taking your bait. I let's let's just talk about how sexy this song is for a minute, can we? Because one of our favorite things here is uh, when things get sexy, and after the sax solos, uh, which <laughs> there's there's, I, I was joking, like I said, about the the AI experiment in sound that we had previously talked about in in another episode. Uh, where Clay repeatedly shoots himself in a foot in the foot. You'll have to go back and listen to it. It's pretty great, but he's not. He's shaking his head. No, he knows it's true. There's. I don't recall bringing up you digging a hole in future episodes. So why why you got to push the bruise like that? Because <laughs> it's what I do. So there, this song it, it feels that like that vintage rock. There's there's almost late '80s Brian Adams style rock here. And I love Brian Adams. And, and I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to compare these to say that you like Brian Adams, check this out. That I don't want to do that. I don't, I think it diminishes what Andrew Waits accomplished here. But what I'm getting at is that it's just that rock style. It's like a leather jacket, guitar, true rock, like raw rock sound. The Gaslight Anthem did it so well. His voice carries in such a way that really reminds me of that. It's not harsh. It's not screamy. There's so much quality to his voice in this. And then he's just got, got the, the just the right amount of jagged to it. It does. It's got just the right edge to it. And there's the sax solos, which I love that that's like becoming a thing again, that sax is is being dropped in so many tracks. Like, let's get more of that. I wish I knew that when I was playing the sax in fifth grade, because then I could be part of some really cool band traveling the world in a non-COVID existence, but it didn't happen. I thought it was going to go nowhere and burn out in the 80s looking at you Baker Street. But the sax solo that happens here about 2 minutes 19 seconds in there's a breakdown. And then it launches into a moment where I want to flip over my desk, kick down the door and launch into this like run for freedom. It's this exhilarating style of uplifting rock that I'm all about. To to kind of backtrack through time on this one a little bit. I this I mean, yeah, this is definitely a total review of the 80s here. And that's our R-E-V-U-E for those listening at home. But I mean, just just the way that the song opens with kind of, you know, just a couple cho- chopping riffs and, you know, wait, saying, get up, shake it off. And you know what you're in for at that point with this track and how much of a rallying cry that this track is with how much energy that he brings to the song. And it was interesting to hear that like he had been kind of workshopping this song and you know, playing it live for, for a time, and then basically strip the song down to its its base components and rewrote it with uh, Colin McDonald of the Trues, and then I mean they they brought in like Chris Kirby and what was it Reenie Micah and Haley Smith f- uh, for backup vocals, and then a one Ian Sherwood on saxophone with those, with those solos that you were talking about. And yeah, just the song is a total throwback, (laughs) but unlike some 
AI program that's that's filling in all the keys. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like there's much more of an organic energy to this, and you, it's yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we're kind of just doubling down on all of it here, but that is what's so nice about the Brian Adams or the Chris Stapletons or the um, God, wow, the Gaslight Anthem. One of the things that makes them so appealing is they're not just trying to pump out some kind of street rock to make Bruce Springsteen happy, but they are they're approaching it from an authentic place. And I feel like that is that is really true with this track. There's there's a sense that comes from and I, and we we talk about it repeatedly, but it's it's the sense of listening to to the music, the medium, and and that that idea of of dropping a needle to a record and the embodiment of just a musical experience that happens. And with "Ain't Going Out Like That" by Andrew Waite, there is a sense of dropping a needle to a record and transcending your existence, if even for three minutes. It takes you out of wherever you are, whatever you're going through. And it is a true musical experience. It becomes part of you. And I think that Andrew Waite and crew have nailed that with Ain't Going Out Like That. It creates a real-life montage. It does create a real-life montage. But it's a montage that's filled with images that you project onto the canvas that's given by his music. And it may sound cliche to say, but they just don't make songs like this anymore. All right. So before we end this episode, apparently we need to do some a little bit of editorial cleanup. Thanks to Greg. <laughs> Andrew Wake grew up in Prince Edward Island and actually is currently in Newfoundland. The song has a lot of nods to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it may have been a it may have been a serious influence, we're not sure, but you know. Greg wanted to take a different directions with uh, Chris Stapleton for one an example. A rock style of Chris Stapleton. Uh, and probably shouldn't forget that even though we brought up the we brought up everyone else on this on this track except for Chris McFarland on drums, Ron Hines on bass, Matt Meyer on <laughs> trumpet. <laughs> anything else Who you want me to cover before player? we <laughs> anything else you want me to cover before we uh, close this track up, Greg? Uh, if, if Andrew Waite hears this, thank you. I'm sorry. Sincerely. No, thank you. This, this is, they don't make songs like this anymore. And this one, it feels right and it feels good and keep going. Please keep going. Yeah. And thank you for reminding me that I did not pull my weight on Nanobot for the last eight years. (laughs) But those first two were so great. Go listen to Ain't Going Out Like That by Andrew Waite. Song and dance. You only get one 
track on the mixtape i couldn't help but want to dive back into kind of i guess for lack of a better term kind of the latin vibe but i wanted to go a completely different direction and i did it with a very specific purpose with adding this next track to the mixtape and we'll dive into that a little bit later but for right now i just just give the first minute or so a spin here benjamin walker vanessa zamora caro verte hoy Standalone single, single loosely translated to I Want to See You Today, is a song that I specifically chose, which I believe counters the the sound of the Los Sundowns, which we talked about uh, as the first track of the mixtape. But I also wanted to point it out because I think that it breaks down a lot of preconceived notions and barriers when it comes to what a lot of people may generically think of as Latin style. And... The story of the song, how it was put together by Vanessa Zamora, she says, quote, With much love, I share the collaboration with my friend Benjamin Walker. It all started when he sent me a voice note on the song by WhatsApp without ever meeting in person. And from that moment... What app? WhatsApp. From that moment, she vibed a lot with the song. Then he invited her to record it. Uh, in the middle of the forest of Mexico City, and the rest is hi- history, is how she put it. And I strongly encourage everyone to check out the video of this song, both for the experience of this track being laid down, but also for the organic vibe of the studio, studio it was recorded in. I'm going to find out where that studio was. I want to go visit it. It looks like a really, really cool place. Um, but there's there's an organic just energy and vibe that transcends language with this and it's got an energy and it's got some harmonies that I just, I really wanted to touch on and I really wanted to, to throw into the mixtape because a lot of what we're listening to in this mixtape is, is an uplifting kind of just, it's an energy that is going throughout. And this song just fits so well into that vibe. <laughs> 
while while you were while you were going on about that, I did look it up. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all great. They recorded it and shot the video in Mexico City. But where that studio is what I want to see. That's you know I I can only get you so much information. Mexico City is such a small place. How does the song make you feel, Clay? I wanted to be kind and not say something funny while you were trying to drink your water. <laughs> We've spent the last couple tracks talking about kind of where where this track can be listened to or where it takes you. I mean, talking about, you know, the low sundowns making making you feel cool or Andrew Waite pumping you up full of energy and making you do a montage training video. And this one, actually, I think Benjamin Walker said it best. It's... Like the song just, and this is a translation, so I'm going to kind of quote it roughly here, but it talks about letting go and giving free reign to impulses, such as wanting to be with someone without pretending anything else. It is a song that I composed to listen to on a bike. That's my means of transport and my best escape when I want to loosen my head a bit. And that's what I wanted to achieve with this song. And I feel like that is a great, great way to think about this song. It's this song has such a wonderfully free vibe to it, even though it's about wanting to see someone, which usually tethers you to someone. But but the way that just the the loose snares and um th- you know the acoustic strumming to the song, it's just it has a very laid back, free freeing vibe, and something that you would want to listen to to help you kind of you know detach from whatever's troubling you that day and just kind of help collect your thoughts. And I think that's what I really enjoyed most about this track is just that, just how freeing it was after listening to it. airy vocals weave this beautiful web within this song you had pointed out the acoustic strumming the snare that that keeps pace in this and then there's that acoustic breakdown and zamora comes in it's about a minute 20 within the song but it briefly pauses then she comes in with de lo que paso and just shifts gears into this jazzy harmony that demonstrates just because a song comes from a different country or language doesn't mean it needs to be pigeonholed. That's that's one of the reasons I wanted to throw this in there as well. That the harmonies and the way that this song just comes together, the the airy vocals of Walker, like I had said, and then Zamora's voice, which is a beautiful voice, but it it when you watch the video to this, and definitely check it out on the show notes, but when you watch the video in this, I mean it's within this 
seemingly organic structure. I mean, it's made of wood. It's got plants inside of it and things like that. It was recorded in the middle of the forest. Like it just embodies so much of an organic flow an organic vibe. Like nothing about this feels forced or, or even remotely edgy in the sense that it, this just feels like they came together. They, they put their minds to it. They had a, a narrative that they wanted to sing and everything just it almost feels like it came together too easily and simply put it's three and a half minutes of just a warm harmonized happiness that i just i want more of i think we need more of that warm happiness in our life right now i mean we know how last year was a was just a really tough time for everyone and how we we need we need small things to help us pull out of it and even if you don't understand the language just the duet of these two and those harmonies like you talked about and the back and forth and just how how freeing the song can be and that warmth i i really think people should should just dive in and try to experience this this feeling for themselves of what benjamin walker and vanessa zamora are putting out in this song kiro verte oi and unfortunately we don't know when there'll be an album that accompanies this track it sounds like they're working on another song called october right now or october like for, for the spanish if you will <laughs> so i'm I, definitely gonna want to dive into anything else that these guys put out because yeah it's this is a feeling that we just need more of our this is a feeling that we need in our lives more these days so in the meantime until we get more go check out Quiero Verte Hoy by Benjamin Walker featuring Vanessa Zamora. COVID-19 has slowed a lot of production down for, you know, a lot of musicians. They're, you know, some people have, you know, closed down their studios. They're recording at home. They're not going out and touring. They're going back and finding old demos that they did and kind of trying to rehash those since they can't get into studios. And I know that we're all suffering with with this. And it has definitely impacted um, our next group. In a way, it's because they weren't they weren't allowed to tour, which they had done for a long time, I believe since 1998. <clears throat> what I'm talking about is the band Electro Blues Society. They've been a longtime collaborator with a longtime electric bluesman named Boo Boo Davis, but they, they worked together earlier this year to create a track, and that track is called Secret. Everybody, get a little round. Think about it twice Love won't be around Think about it We better not work We got to get together. Try to do better. 
Boo Boo Davis, for those who don't know, is one of he, he's the la, he's one of the last of an an old school group of electric bluesmen who grew up learning to play blues in the Mississippi Delta. And so this is a group of people that, you know, learn the blues through picking cotton fields. Davis, who was born in 1944, you know, can tie himself to many a blues act of the day, but definitely brings a style in and of itself. And what I appreciate so much about what the Electro Blues Society does, other than the fact that they, you know, accompany him on the road and play, you know, music with him to kind of help kind of flesh out some of that blues sound is that if you just listen to secret like davis's just has these piercing piercing blues vocals that just i mean they they just reach into your soul and that's that's what you want out of this music and i grew up in a time when you know you had somebody like moby who was you know who would crate dig and find some old soul some old soul or blues tracks and accompany them and create this whole electric sound on top of it. It was basically, it was the electric sound featuring these blues vocals. What I really, really appreciate about what electro blues society does is that they add with that electronic experience without overtaking it. Like they, they find a way to some kind of have some kind of production value that only enhances the sound and they kind of create this this new new wave organic sound and i think of in this track specifically there's kind of like they've got some vocals in the background just kind of doing a little ha sound and then this little electric secret that comes in and that almost becomes an instrument that davis is allowed to play off of and all it does is just it basically casts a mirror up to his sound and allows it to reflect even more that that more just becomes becomes more and more that I'll, I'll say it, it it makes you end up wanting even more of what these three individuals are putting together. Absolutely, and and you you touched on a really really important point with that is that mixing electro blues society with a genuine bluesman, you know, cutting his teeth singing the blues in the Mississippi Delta with Davis, they craft a sound that is admittedly going electronic more so than the acoustic sense of blues but you're you're absolutely right in that it's not overblown and what you get out of that is you get an appreciation of the blues instead of trying to blow it up into something else they're not trying to take this blues man who has a fantastic presence performing the blues and and performs really good blues at that it they complement the sound and the history that Boo Boo Davis has experienced and and put together. And this is released by Black and Tan Records, an independent record label and publishing company in the Netherlands. And Boo Boo Davis and the Electric Blues Society has been releasing songs, at least that I've been listening to, for the last few years. And 2020, Electro Blues Society released the Riff and Blues EP, I tried really, really hard to fit this into the mixtape. I think Clay's not acknowledging the fact that there's been a couple times Electro Blues Society's popped up on the the maybes for the the mixtape for me, and um, it just this one this one fits really well with the the energy that the mixtape has this this week and the stomp, the echo, the honest to god appreciation of blues that bleeds not just from Secret but from all of the collaborations. It elevates the sound that many with the untrained ear 
may say just bleeds together, but there's a lot that's happening here that is truly complementary to one another, but it, it, it elevates blues in a way I am not familiar with a whole lot of other people doing, and I appreciate it. And I, I've been listening to this in Electro Blues Society for a while personally, and I'm, I'm really happy that we get to share this with everyone else because th- there's a really, really amazing sound with this. And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, it's just Davis himself that's, you know, hauling all the weight on the blues and that these other guys are just coming in with uh, with the bleep loops at the end to make it kind of electronic. I mean, Jan Mittendorp on guitar for, for a guy who is from the Netherlands, like can tap right into that that soulful guitar and can and can make that thing sing. And then Jasper Mortier on drums and bass as well just he just has a way of dropping in a groove that makes this again like it it just it breathes extra life into it and not in a way that distracts you from what boo boo davis is trying to do and i i mean honestly i don't know how you can be distracted by distracted from you know any of his haunting vocals like they just they just come at you so in a way it's like you're you're just glad that these people found each other and you're also glad that they have a way to continue to put together music during a pandemic and so you know i mean if they're sending you know they're sending masters overseas or whatever that they're doing i'm just i'm glad that they're able to do this and so glad to have secret in our lives I agree. And uh, like I said, uh, Electro Blues Society and Boo Boo Davis have been doing this for some time. It's out on Black and Tan Records. Check out Black and Tan Records. Dive into Electro Blues Society if you like what you're hearing on Secret because there's a lot more here. It's it's a great rabbit hole to go down. And Electro Blues Society and Boo Boo Davis are doing something different and they're doing an amazing job with it. But they're doing blues justice while doing it. It's not about just simply playing the blues. You have to feel it to really execute it well and they feel it and what's more they make you feel it so go check it out check out Electro Blue Society and Boo Boo Davis and check out Secret and everything that they've collaborated on Just a secret. Yeah. 
Delta Secret, y'all. Ooh-wee. Delta Secret, y'all. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for spending time with us this week. As always, we really appreciate it. Keep supporting local and independent music. Keep listening to local and independent music. And February celebrates the 10th anniversary of Nanobot Rock. More to come on that. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, just just get out there and, and find something that makes you feel. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Nanobot Rock. You can always find episodes at nanobotrock.com. Send us your music to info at nanobotrock.com. We love to hear from musicians, bands, producers, managers, friends, family, whoever wants to share music. So as always, share and share alike. I wanted to play the trombone in elementary school, but my arms were too short.